0: Take 92. Hey, curiosity connoisseurs, this is Katie. And Chris. From the Stop Thinking With Your Butt podcast.
1: And you're listening to Patriot Sports Radio. This is Patriot Sports Radio.
0: Patriot Sports Radio.
1: (laughs) Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans, we are
2: god bless america god
1: bless america god bless america let's do this here's eric john chris and the coach
0: Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in. It's Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. That's what I do. I host things and I talk and introduce stuff and people. I don't condense files or clean up audio or spend hours in Twitter spaces talking about technical shit with other smart people. That's what Chris does. And quite conveniently, he is here doing all that stuff right now as we speak. All business. John probably has a power lunch after this. We'll order steaks, talk margins for 30 seconds. And charge the whole experience to some other suit who just writes it off. I know your tricks. And of course, down in the Panhandle State where padded practice is wrapped up today, America's dad and our most enthusiastic hockey fan. Coach C2. Now, coach, I put hockey right at the top today. Thursday we did the football show, and there was some hockey to discuss then. Now it's uh it's time to roll out Lord Stanley's Cup. We have our final two teams, I heard just before we went on air.
2: Is the uh is the town fired up, John? Out in Denver? They're very fired up, and I love it. I'm going to be uh, bar hopping for sure this week and uh, getting some sights and sounds. Oh, good. Hockey fever. We'll expect some of that. The town is uh, just feeling very high energy with uh, the Broncos, and it's going, be, it's going to be an interesting week. I'm really excited. It's going to feel like back when I was in Chicago and they were doing the cup runs. I think we're going to get some good
0: John about town stuff. On the cell phone, maybe a brawl or two, some boobs, a yeah, parade. Who knows? <laughs> some boobs. <laughs> you got the Tampa Bay Lightning coming to town. How do you feel about that? I watched a video today. I saw a Lightning fan get
3: knocked out by a Rangers fan in the hallway. Uh, it was it was bad. But let me just tell you, man. Uh, not not to not to interrupt John about about the Avs, but Tampa Bay's for real. They are for real, and they are definitely a force. I thought they were out of it. I really did. I thought the Rangers had them. Man, I'm. I. am tell you, I am fired up about the finals. I'm. I'm fired up about
2: it. Yeah, I'm going to be watching all of this, uh, whether it's uh, with uh, my best friend down in Colorado Springs at our favorite gambling bar, or uh, around here in Denver. It's going to be awesome. One because the Lightning seem to be the Goliath now. I mean, this is going for the hat trick and championships. And to win the series the way they did is pretty impressive. And and I, I mean, if if you're an Avs fan, I think you have to admit a little bit that it's kind of scary how they bend but they don't break because what this says is going into the series, it's not over until it's over, for sure. And they have a little bit of rust, uh, do the Avs. They definitely have had some time off. They've had a little time
3: off to watch this uh, play out. Did you guys, uh, I didn't get a chance to see the, the game tonight, uh, the Rangers and, uh, the, the Rangers and, and lightning, but the other night uh, was, a man, they, they got after it. They got after it after the game was over. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure they got after it in the parking lot after, uh, while they were loading buses that night, it's, it's been a physical series. And, uh, I think, uh, in watching, especially the shots on goal, Listen to me. I sound like a real hockey fan. <laughs> so, this, watching the shots on goal has been lopsided for the Avs. The whole, every, everyone I've watched, it hadn't even been close. And that's one thing that I think that, uh, Tampa Bay brings that, that some of the others, the Avs hadn't quite seen is, is a definite, uh, definite being able to, definitely being able to match that with them. So, it was, it's going to be interesting. I, the Oracle's on the Avs, which makes me pretty much, uh, have to go for the lightning but the avs are uh, definitely uh, formidable i think uh are they, are they the early favorite they got to be
2: you would think so but you, uh, i don't know um this is this is pretty impressive what the lightning did in this round i don't know if that influences it too much the players are who they are but just like in any sport i think any any rhythm you take into a series really is is an advantage especially when you win the way that they did in the in the avalanche are basically sitting back and watching this team kind of just wreck shop against the rangers
3: well and let's not forget let's i mean this is a uh, the avs are going for a three i mean uh, not the avs the lightning are going for a three peat here they i mean no one wants to even talk about that but man they've they've been the champions so so you know i mean that's something that's going to be interesting to see can you come in and knock the champion off especially at, at their house i mean I think if anybody can do it, the Avs can because they're a scrappy bunch. They do get after it.
2: Yeah, there's almost a similar quality to the the Warriors and the Celtics, where these guys have been here so much that it it's almost innate for them to believe in themselves to be there, which is another really dangerous quality have quality to have in any in any sport. And then, uh, but there's just so much talent on the other side as well that I, I I don't know. I wouldn't gamble on it personally because I'm not I'm not in the know on hockey to the extent that I would. Wager my own income, but I definitely would be sitting down and pulling up a bar stool and watching. I'm telling you right now,
3: I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get on the lightning. I'm gonna get on the lightning early. That's who I'm riding here. I I think. All right, I'll take you. I'll take abs. Ah, <laughs> we're gonna have a unit going on this one. One unit. I'll take the lightning. You take the abs. I I think that's a great bet. And the only reason that I'm gonna jump on that is because. I feel like uh, the Lightning uh, coming off. I don't think that sitting watching is, is is good in hockey. I think, like you said, there's a little
0: <gasps> bit of for the Avs, and I think they'll be able to steal one early.
2: I yeah, was absolutely are the
0: favorites. I was just doing some some quick research, checking out this shots on goal thing you're talking about, and uh, I checked out the Lightning. I'm like, oh, we got three guys here who have 50-plus shots in 16 playoff games. I wonder what you know, the avalanche have in comparison, and they've got one guy with 51 shots on goal in 14 games. And then they've got a couple guys at 47, Nathan McKinnon, 82. Wow. Yeah, He's a real deal. Shots on goal. No wonder I won that hat trick bet. This dude's like <laughs> incredible. This is going to be great. This thing's going six or seven. Oh, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. I, I will be shocked if it doesn't. I do think that that this is going to be one of those heavyweight fights where the first, the first team that can probably steal one uh, on the road, may, may be the team that wins it. Um, and and it's going to be I, I I just expect it to come down to to
0: the end every time. It's going to they're they're two good teams. I wonder how many games Tampa has played in each series because Colorado has pretty much cruised, haven't they, John?
2: Basically four one four zero. I'd have to go back and check. I it's i kind of jumping on the bandwagon, if I'm being honest, out here. After yeah, we're <laughs> the, uh, the latest. <laughs> I'm not going. Become- I'm not going to try to sandbag here. Um, since the Blackhawks have been out since February, I've kind of lost interest. But you know, in seeing some of the spark that uh, I-, I say it a million times, it-, it really does remind me of when I was in Chicago, and you know. Chicks are running around with shirts that say my cup size is Stanley and it's like an electric feel. It's like, wow, everybody loves it. It's good. So uh, I've kind of caught the fever in the last couple weeks. I wouldn't say that I'm a diehard abs fan. I've only been to one game, but I'm looking at the schedule now for uh, who's the home ice advantage. What I'm looking at is it's saying no games scheduled for the next week. And so I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, that's NHL marketing. <laughs> NHL marketing. Yeah, right? To the
3: jabroni out in Nebraska that loves to send us email. Get in the mailbag and tell us we suck again.
2: NHL marketing.
0: <laughs> 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 the NHL needs to take some notes from the NFL and figure out how to run shit.
2: Okay, I got it. I got it. Games one and two at Colorado starting Wednesday. So Wednesday and Saturday at Colorado. The following Monday and Wednesday.
0: Why am I waiting two games for in the same city? Is this the NBA? Well, it's a 2-2 two, two, and then it, they go each one, one, one right? One. Yeah. It's
2: 2-2, two, 1-1-1. Two, one, one, one. Colorado has the uh, home ice. But it's Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. Gosh, why? <laughs> You've got well, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Okay, I like it. <laughs> we didn't want to compete with anybody. now
3: no. no. <laughs> for the weekend. We wanted to get on the uh, the ocho, make sure that we had prime, yeah, prime, uh, prime time on the ocho. We don't, we don't want (laughs) to risk anybody being on their couch for this thing. Oh, there would be no. We won't want to run up against the uh, international dodgeball championship or something.
2: And they all start at eight Eastern, which is fine.
3: Yeah, it's it's Tuesday at ten (laughs) a.m.
2: Perfect.
0: <laughs> be there. The businessman special.
2: <laughs> yeah, pull up a chair. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> you can skip the prices right today. We got Stanley Cup
2: final action. <laughs> That's exactly right. Jim Carrey. Or Jim Carrey. <laughs> Drew, uh, Carrey. Drew, Drew Carrey. Is- Drew Carey. Drew Carey can Carrey. suck it. <laughs> He's- it'll still be Bob Barker to me.
0: Get your pets spayed and neutered and
3: come watch the Stanley Cup.
2: <laughs>
0: I, s- I saw that sucker punch you brought up coach that was i believe after the game on oh yeah friday yeah thursday that was uh, was wild i not sure what preceded that but he turned around and just knocked that guy unconscious i'm seeing this the guy was on the floor and that was
3: it it was a one and done i want to
2: know what he said
3: yeah oh absolutely and that's what i watched it like three times trying to figure that out myself because i was like wow what what brought that on So the guy, it started in the stands They were
4: sitting next Uh, to each other So so I've read the whole thing, right? And he comes out, he knocks him out And uh, takes off Then he assaults another guy On his way out And uh, and he's facing Yeah, he's facing some really stiff charges And it's doubled on every charge uh, Because of what happened Whenever the guy, people were trying to like Stop him and he punched another guy And knocked him out I mean, hey,
3: they were a little bitter. They were a little bitter. They, yeah. they stole one uh, on the road, and it was a little bit uh, little bit chippy. They got into it on in the ice, and uh, I guess it bubbled over to the stands. That's none like any uh, Raiders and
0: Rams game I've ever seen, but whatever. Or Bedlam or anything. This punching strangers as hard as you can in the face wasn't really a thing that occurred until... You know, recent years I've seen within a couple scrolls of my Twitter feed after I saw that one, I saw a 67 year old man who was approached by a couple Utes, and one of one of the kids punched him in the face. I mean, he fell to the curb dead and then they emptied his pockets and walked off as if I mean, it was nothing. I don't understand not to get too deep on this sports podcast, but we got to get back to uh, putting some value on. On life and not punching strangers in the face. Settle down. It's a privilege to go to a game. Act like a fucking adult. That's all. He also got banned from uh, the garden for life. Lifetime ban. Take that shit to New Jersey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> where it belongs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're running a business here. Did you see what Devonte Adams said about Derek Carr? Said, "Um, boy, I don't have the direct quote." He said, you know, as far as skill and ability, he's basically the same as Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he's trying to pump up the kid or (laughs) send shots over number 12's bow. That was
3: a great tee up. Now, which one of us are you headed to?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go to John first.
3: He's the Bears fan. I should give
0: him. Okay. Well, then I'm coming to you first on the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to trade I, want, I wanted the girlfriend no uh, uh, let me tell you this
3: he won't realize that that there's much difference honestly until the last 30 seconds of every game the raiders are in and Derek carr pisses down his leg there you go
0: quote as far as talent and ability it's really similar if i'm keeping it real
2: Devonte Adams
0: on Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers.
2: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking of the Chappelle show when Keeping It Real goes too far, and <laughs> yes. I think this is an episode of When Keeping It Real goes too far. As much as I hate to admit it, he's a four time MVP. What are you talking about, dude? Not only that, but you almost want to keep that. You almost want to put
3: that on a billboard and show that in a post game about seven times this year in a Raiders post game. Of oh, hey, remember when you said this? Do you still feel that way? It was, I mean, that was awesome. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that time when you said that? Because I mean, you want to talk about apples and oranges, man. Uh, Derek Carr is not in the wheelhouse of Aaron Rodgers, And, and I I say that not just seeing the world through a little green and gold. I'm just telling you there there's no comparison in the two. Um, Derek Carr is, is, has yet to climb the mountain. Um, and 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 again, I think where that shows up and exposes itself is in the last two minutes of every tight game that the Raiders are in. And we can go go through and look at that. I mean, Carr Carr doesn't have the best track record, but I can tell you there's another guy that does. And uh it's it's really not a comparison. No.
0: No, he's a solid top 15 guy. You know, he's a good late round quarterback in your fantasy draft. Well, a little of that is rah-rah for the new team,
3: and and I get it, and I understand that. The one thing that that is similar about the two is
4: I think they both had an injury before, but that's that's where it ends. There's nothing else the same about those (laughs) two.
3: (laughs) They're both right-handed. I think that's about (laughs) it. Yeah, but... Uh, It stops there. That's what he meant. Aaron Rodgers' right
4: hand is better, so it's not really
3: comparable. (laughs) Yeah, I... It just, it, it, that was, that was a, r- a little rah rah for the new team and good for him trying to pump up his guy. And I understand that, but yeah, he's going to understand. You're, you're going to understand where that money, <laughs> where that money went uh, at the end of every game this <laughs> yeah. year. And you really want to, like I said, I, I can't, I can't wait to bring that up again about week eight after a uh, devastating loss to an AFC West foe on the last second. Derek Carr, yeah. uh butt fumble or something as
4: far as talent and ability. After you see the first, the first double handed on the, on the, on the uh, face mask of Devonte's helmet, he pulls it off and throws it on the ground on the side of the sidelines. We'll all know.
3: Well, and good and good for They're not good the for, same. for trying to, <laughs> trying to, you know, rally the home team. Good for him. I, I wish him well in Vegas and you know, good luck running third in that race in the AFC West.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> He does look damn good in that Raiders uniform. I'll give him that. But the Raiders he's have be... one thing
3: going for him: it's Vegas and uniforms.
0: Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Over under eight and a half weeks until he throws his helmet on the ground and screams something in Derek Carr's face. I think <laughs> over under. He's a nice guy. Hey, I would love to see the over and under on the Raiders' win total. What's the over and under
3: on the Raiders' win total? If you no, no hurry. We'll, we That's can talk something about that. I should have That's committed segment. to memory hey futures are a segment we could do a whole show on
0: oh yeah yeah we can uh we'll get into
3: that we'll get into that put that uh put an asterisk by that and we'll come back to it sports fans uh tune in next week for that one
0: yeah we'll do that thursday on the football show we'll talk uh nfl team totals 2023 so speaking of aaron Rodgers, he has a new love interest allegedly um i saw some allegations of her being a witch i've done a lot of <clears throat> nice. research and i've done a lot Nothing of research wrong with today. That. i don't Nothing wrong think, with that i don't think she's a witch
3: but there's no she's... judgment on this show one way or the other just to just to clarify there's no judgment here that's you right know, stevie nicks is a beautiful lady that's yep, right.
0: i actually <laughs> hang on I will take this positive vibe sweatshirt off <laughs> to reveal to you my my Stevie Nicks shirt that I love so yes! much.
1: Yes, yes, awesome!
3: Hell so yeah, we're all fans yeah. in here. Hell
1: yeah, brother!
0: We, we
3: have yeah, the first, brother fir- first Stevie Nicks shirt of the season. Hey, <laughs> let, let me well. just tell you, you got me fired up, man. You, <laughs> you Stevie Nicks, woo! She makes me makes me warm in places. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I turn on some gold dust woman and all of a sudden, uh, the Miller lights start going down pretty, uh, pretty smooth. I'm just right saying out there in the hot tub. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. I'm in the hot tub. Next thing you know, the neighbors are complaining. I got cops knocking on Dude. the door. Dude. Things has got a little heavy
0: at coach's house. Yeah, I, gotta, yeah. I got it.
3: Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you a little story. <laughs>
0: We're going to time right, travel back. Yeah, pull up a chair. Let's, let's hop on We're, Coach's lap and listen to
3: his story. Right. We're going to time travel back a few years when old, old Coach was a single man living in a uh, apartment, little one-room shanty on the heels of uh, pretty much financial ruins and divorce. And uh, <laughs> so my neighbor worked at the Budweiser plant, and he uh, didn't drink. But they gave him a case of beer like every week you Know as a token of their appreciation or whatever, so I had a steady diet of the Bud Heavy Diesels and uh turned on the Gold Dust Woman one night because that's all I could afford was uh the free gold, the heavy diesels, and Gold Dust Woman. And uh, I just put it on repeat and commenced to killing about uh you know 15 or 20 cold ones, and uh so. It was my first few nights in the old apartment next morning. I staggered out to the front and uh, again, different time. Old coach was a little younger and a little spry and I meet my new neighbor there and I went, Hey, uh, sir, i just moved downstairs. And he goes, yeah, asshole gold dust woman until 3. AM. Yeah, I know who you are. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I have that song in my head all day and I haven't slept in two days. Thanks.
2: Uh, uh man i'm more of a rhiannon man myself oh
3: nothing wrong with that yep the gold dust Woman is a little near and dear to my heart uh so is uh fleetwood
0: anything fleetwood is is my wheelhouse absolutely, absolutely. go your own way The phrase, dude, she reminds me a little bit of Stevie Nicks has got me in trouble with a few women. All right. Those women that remind you of Stevie Nicks are usually trouble, but they're fun to hang out with.
2: I've married two or three uh, of them. (laughs) If if we want to lean into this analogy of t-shirts and women uh, and Aaron Rodgers, I think I can tie it all together with my shirt, which is called Lonesome Rose. And the graphic is a very artistic design of a rose with a serpent wrapped around it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> Which I think, I think Aaron's got to be a little bit careful here because he might have a beautiful rose, but it might have a beautiful serpent with very sharp fangs wrapped around it. This wow. one, bring us
3: back home, man.
2: Way to bring, tie it all in. He's got an interesting dating history and I don't want to judge any of the women he's dated. They've all been special in their own way. And he can date whoever. Off the wall. And <laughs> he should, should be he. able to date whoever he wants. However, Amen, brother. there are yoko onos out there and so i would just be a little bit careful if you go too far off the reservation you want to make sure you got enough brain power to get back
0: oh no i don't think she's too off the reservation her name is blue of earth um not blue like the color B L U E. blue like the electronic cigarette (laughs) blu all right her instagram bio says learning to truly listen sound familiar She's got her hooks in, dude. I think she's been around for a while, and we're just
2: now hearing of her. Aaron has been on this tree-hugger hippie shit. Look a glance at the social media, and I, it just screams cult, either a follower or a leader, and that's all I'll say. Uh, hey, just listen. be careful, Aaron. I, I, I'm <laughs> speaking to you man-to-man, not as a Bears fan. Yeah. Just be say, careful. I was going to say, there's, there's some orange and, and navy blue on over there. As a Bears fan, I say, I say, follow your dreams, follow your vibrations. It will all be okay.
1: Do a I'm couple, you right couple now.
2: rounds of peyote. Next thing you know, you don't need football, man. You just need to feel <laughs> earth. Oh, hey, listen,
3: you guys. Me and Chris have talked about this. When you when you start dabbling into crazy and you dip your toe into the crazy pool, it just it just You just got to keep chasing the, chasing the dragon (laughs) and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Look where we go from this. The next one, the next one may have a Mike Tyson face tattoo. I don't know. Why don't you go (laughs) ask Bueller from
4: the Dodgers how this ends up?
3: I I can tell you right now. I like the move because when you've got everything in the world, like I told you, all, all that's left to do is lasso the wind. (laughs) Yeah. Saddle up, grow the handlebar back let's 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 be oh, holistic yeah.
0: let
2: it I will say start this. wearing
0: just linen robes get married in some kind of wiccan
2: festival hey, uh let's burn some sage at lambo <laughs> light it up he is he is uh, i will say this i guarantee he's smarter than her i i guarantee he's two steps ahead of her and this is kind of just fun it's a fun time and i i don't knock the guy have your fun time is this not every girl you've ever met at a Dave
3: Matthews concert? <laughs> I mean, she, you just it feels like he met her at a Dave Matthews concert. They sing a little crash into me. Things melted, and and now, you know, come August, she'll be history. Oh my God, two step is your favorite song too? We're so I have consoled a
2: crying girl at a Dave Matthews concert in Wisconsin. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> any oh, concert. It's any, like, oh, you're now. just on drugs. Uh, oh, you're fine. See you You're later. Fine. Alpine Valley is good. For you that. didn't, you didn't roll your ankle at Alpine Valley. You're just on drugs. <laughs> I saw big cat from uh Barstow was already Googling. Can a
0: witch's spell make you worse at football? <laughs> I was going to say,
3: there's gotta be some kind of uh, odds on, on how, you know, is she going to affect us? You know, if there's one thing that the Packer Nation loves to do, and that's blame his new chick on any oh, anything we that Aaron love does wrong. We, lo- we love getting on board the new
0: chick and how, how he's she's a detriment to him. Oh, this one's got loads of ammunition, especially for some, like, Wisconsin small-town folk who aren't very worldly. <laughs> she's never going there. She's shoving her face in people's armpits. She's talking about sexual freedom and, oh, you know. I love it. Possibly using various drugs for uh, mental health. Who doesn't want to bring her to Fish Fry Friday? <laughs> oh, man. She's an interesting conversation. You know, she's a She nasty, fit in, in some parts remedies. of Wisconsin
2: that I'm aware of. Meditation. There are some parts of Wisconsin that are weird. Yeah. <laughs> so don't now get me get... started that she's not going to fit in. I, there's some places I've been in Wisconsin where it was not the Midwest. It was a very strange place. You put her on State Street in Madison, she's right at home. Absolutely. Selton warriors last night. Yeah, so your Celtics, um, you know, Jason Tatum, didn't quite show up at the end of the game.
3: No, the, the Celtics cracked, man. They crapped down their leg at the last two minutes. And let me just tell you, I thought they had that game in the bag. I thought that game was done. I thought at the two-minute mark, I thought they were going to go ahead and just power through. What I didn't bet on or realize was that, you know, the Warriors got a guy named Curry who just drops it in from Everywhere. I mean, he, he gets off the bus. He's in range. I also didn't plan on Draymond going ahead and taking himself out, which was the, what was to benefit, uh, the, the warriors. I, I really thought that he would, would pull a, uh, I'm too good for that and not come off the floor kind of deal. But man, I, I hats off to the warriors.
2: They found a way to get it done. So this is classic Warriors grit, but I think it really boils down to classic Curry. I, I think all of this was Curry. Clay Thompson isn't quite Clay Thompson, and, and it's so easy to love the guy because he's such a cool personality. He's a great player. He's not quite to the level that he, he's been in the past, recovering from an injury. And even Steph Curry is recovering from a, a, a small injury from the previous game, totally puts them on his shoulders and wills them to victory, according to every headline, if you look at any anybody who who looked at last night's game it was impressive and it was,
3: it was impressive it,
2: despite Draymond Green being the biggest pain in the ass teammate you could have i mean the the value that <laughs> he's providing at this point he's just uh, he's just a pain in the ass guy and he's sure. he is a poor man's Dennis Rodman here's his points for the last 3 games poor man's Dennis Rodman that's good that is good that is good yep 9 points Three uh, game one, two points, and then two points. It's just not productive. It's it's kind of embarrassing for the amount that he runs his mouth and the amount that he produces. And it, it, you know, he chirps at uh, CJ McCollum, who's somehow working also as a, as like a columnist or some sort of media member, and says the Celtics are, aren't going to have they're not going to have any rings, just like you. Something to that effect. You know, I I love somebody who creates the drama and and is confident in what they do. He has taken it to the nth degree in a most ridiculous way. And it's, it's just like, you need to shut up and go away because you're, you're hurting your team. And and honestly, what Steph's doing on the court, which is meaningful and productive is getting overshadowed because they, for the last 48 hours, as he said, they are talking about off the court stuff. And, and it's just Draymond. I, I actually really like the golden state warriors. I can't stand Draymond, obviously for all the reasons I've been discussing. I, and I really want them to win, actually, because I, I do like Steph, and I think he is uh, what this generation needs more than, than a LeBron. And he, he shuts up, he, and he scores, and he changes his game when he needs to. He's smart. He's, he knows when to, when to speak, when not to. And I, I just really like the team in general. Um, but then, when Draymond starts talking, I start rooting for Boston just a little bit more each time because I also like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford. You gotta love an old guy who's going after a ring for sure. Yeah, ever since Definitely.
0: Horford had that career night against the Bucks, I've I've had a whole new brand of respect for that guy, and I've been yeah, super good to dude. One. On top, you gotta of that. love
2: Horford, man. Yeah, super I mean, good
0: dude.
3: He's been awesome everywhere he's been. Oh, he's been everywhere he goes. He is the consummate professional. And and you know, I I'm I'm also on the same path as you, John. I, I don't like Draymond at all. He has to be commended last night for what he did, and that is he literally took <laughs> he literally sat and, and he and you he didn't hear about it in the postgame. He didn't throw a fit because they won and it was the right thing to do for the team. Uh, you know, when you described him as the poor man's Dennis Rodman, I, I would I would agree he, he but last night, you know, he could have easily stayed in the game and had he stayed in the game i think boston wins that game i think that was a decision that was made you know hats off to to curve for making that decision because i know it had to take some huevos to go hey man you're gonna sit because quite honestly you're you're sucking right now it's just not the the vibe we need
0: out there like there's a time and a place for that
3: and it worked out i mean it worked out in their favor i i i don't know he he just seems to make the right moves when it counts and I, from all accounts that I've heard, he's a, he's a solid teammate. He's just a pain in the ass to everybody else.
2: Yeah, and, and one thing that I, I do think is interesting about Golden State's win last night is it wasn't by the three. So it wasn't just Curry launching stuff. It was grit and determination and, and sure, kind of Boston pissing it away a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. It, it was a lot of second-chance buckets and things like that.
3: Well, I found myself asking – how many times down the floor do they come down and their best offensive play is 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 smart jacking it up from three-point land? They did that like, I, I don't know, I want to say at least six times in the last two and a half, three minutes of that game. And the whole time I'm thinking that can't be the offensive set that you're drawing up where, where they literally <laughs> yeah. come down and smart jacks it up from three. That's not the guy you want taking that, that shot.
2: So. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a Jason Tatum leadership on the court thing, or if that's a uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Ime Udaka, who's I think it's his first year coaching. So yeah. hats off to him. I mean, what a great job! Uh, I don't know who that really rests on, or, or where the the leadership really lies within within the in game management there. But it was it was clear after doing some some online research of people who know basketball better than me that Boston really let that one slip through their hands, and you could see it. Uh, you know, yeah. just in the second chance points. I I would definitely agree. And I think at the
3: end of the game, I mean, and, and you know, you guys see this a lot in, in these NBA games, a guy comes down and he hits one, he hits one from deep. And then all of a sudden it's like the green lights on for the next four trips down the floor for you to jack yeah. one up because yeah. you think you're in Fuego you're clear to go 0-3 the next three possessions.
2: <laughs> it's not NBA Jam.
3: No, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's the opposite. That's, that's that's exactly what uh, happened last night in the last three minutes of that game. Is I just was furious because I was like, I, they got to be drawing up something better than smart from three. And, and, and it wasn't even late in the set. Like, it wasn't even late where they had to do that. They just were, he would come down and, and he would do that and then, you know of course golden state was going the other way and 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 the last i would say 10 possessions i would be eager to see what offensive plays were actually run for boston because they they just choked it away because before that they were they were they were in the game and they were they were matching boston, or they were matching golden state every you know down the floor and and they were playing they were getting good offensive rebounds they were crashing the boards things were good
2: but uh, they just let it get away from them it was sad you know what the interesting thing is, too, is this is more or less the same team that played Cleveland three straight times in the NBA Finals. And to have this team still be intact, I mean, the the big three, big two, and then the big personality with Klanstaff, the Splash Brothers, and then Draymond. Um, it's obviously, a, you know, a big piece is missing um, in one of those. But, you know, this is largely the team. This is Golden State Warriors. It's it's impressive. They're They're an impressive organization.
0: Yeah, and you've got people stepping in to pick up any slack.
2: Yeah, you know. So, if there's one thing good that can come out of it, if they w-
3: were able to win it, it would be a big salute to uh, old KD. Yep.
0: Tip back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. Made absolutely no difference. Speaking of not making much of a difference, um, the Lakers hired Darvin Ham. He's the new coach. He says he met with Russell Westbrook and. They're paying Russell Westbrook $47 million next year if he decides to sign, which I would decide to sign that. Would you decide to sign a piece of paper that guarantees you $47 million? He says they talked about sacrifice um, on the court and having to be a dog on defense, and that's how we're <laughs> going to win. I think Coach Ham got this job because he was the only one who walked into that interview, and when they asked him about Russell Westbrook, he said he can get something out of him. So he gave them what they wanted to hear. They're like, hey, we have this white elephant, essentially. Please tell us that it's going to score points, and and win, and we're going to win games with this guy. Well, if they get a
3: lick
2: of defense out of him, it'll be more than he's played in the last 10 years. Yeah, the two things you mentioned are the two things that he gets criticized for, is that not being sacrificial on offense <laughs> yeah. and then just not showing up on defense. I I don't know. The Banana Boat gang and and this whole generation needs to kind of move on. Uh, They got really full of themselves. They were the post-Jordan gang, and I get it. They rode high for a lot of years, but it's time for them to move on and and ride off into the sunset because they're not contributing a whole lot to the NBA other than uh, just meaningless day-after-day discussions about whether they're worth their money. I'm kind of, as an NBA fan, I'm kind of ready for them to just move on because I like this new generation a lot better. And I think it all starts with people like James Harden and Russell Westbrook that are overpriced, that they're super cocky, they're not sacrificial, they're not great team players, and they haven't won anything.
0: You make a really good point. Most of the conversations are about, are we going to give him the super max? You know, these aren't, wow, look what this guy's doing in year 12. It's is he worth the money? That's the conversation. Well, and,
3: and these guys have, have progressed through their careers at one time being great players, but now should, I mean, let's be honest, be the sixth man. They should be the sixth man coming off the bench. And, and, and that's where, where we're at. If we're really looking at it objectively, um, neither one of those guys that John named, you know, uh, Harden or, 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 Westbrook play any defense at all whatsoever and they haven't, and they haven't adapted to to anything. They haven't adapted their game to improve. They just continue to do the same thing and hope that they're going to have the same results. But meanwhile, you know, it's still the same Russ that you know likes to come down and chuck it up from three point land, and he might hit one, you know. But but then the rest of the night we're going to have uh just Duck City. So um, I I don't know it. I'm tired of hearing about the Lakers anyways i mean the lakers haven't been relevant since uh when the clinton administration
2: they won the covid chip but that doesn't really count
3: well and 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 you know i think the only reason they're relevant now is because you know lebron and so which is another one i think could take a a hiatus a little bit you know uh and and take a lesson from some of the newer guys
0: as a prop better i could always count on Russell Westbrook to get up for a rivalry game, like a, a team he either t- played for previously or didn't like. He would hit his overs, and he wasn't doing that this year. So that tells me if he can't get up for those games, he's not getting up for any games. And you're not going to teach this old dog the two new tricks of playing good defense and sacrificing for his teammates. I I'm That's going to be fun to watch the
3: one thing that made Russ great was he was such an explosive athlete. And at one time he was probably the most explosive athlete in any sport. You you don't get there his size. If you're not, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, father time's undefeated for a reason and, and you can't, you know, and, and that was the talk when he was in Oklahoma city is how long can this guy do this? I mean, because, and he did it for many years and good for him, but, you can't rely on that forever and you have to adapt or you end up being uh, what we have now, which is, is, you know I mean? And, and a little bit of it is, is sad. It's sad watching uh, legends and, 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 and guys that were once great on the backside of their careers. Um, You know, we, we, we've seen that over and
2: over again.
0: Yeah. If they don't start talking about you as the wily vet or the savvy vet, you better get out of there.
2: Well, I, I think the thing that rubs me the wrong way is the, the main conversations are about money with them, right? That's that's what we're talking about. We're not, right? You know, I, I said these guys came after Jordan, and I'm realizing there's a whole generation of Shaq, Kobe in between. But you know, these guys, I guess, as somebody who's really been a, an, an NBA fan since about 2000, um, you know, there was the whole Jordan generation, which is just about winning and grit and beating the shit out of your opponent. And it was a violent game. And then Kobe and Shaq had a little bit of a a pivot and a change to the way it was played. That That's its own thing. And then after that, you see the NBA rules change. It gets a little bit softer because they want these guys to be scoring machines. And then that's the advent of LeBron and this whole banana boat generation that come through. On the heels of a rule change, now they're scoring more. They're getting to the foul line more. They're doing all these things. And it feels like that's ballooned to the to their heads to the point that You know they're scoring more than other generations, and the comparison isn't quite equal. Only, I mean, you've got, geez, Dwayne Wade, you've got LeBron James. I'm trying to think of that gang who has won a championship, and it's not a lot of them. And yet they're they're making fifty million dollars a year. It just seems so out of place. And and it's great for them if they can, but you know they people talk about these people as if they're owed. And what I'm referring to is. Patrick Beverly goes on, get up in the morning and (laughs) says, somebody's going to pay him 50 million. And it's like, well, why the hell would they do that? His name only goes so far when his stat sheet falls very short. So I'm just ready for this next generation takeover, I guess, is the soapbox that I've been on because I'm kind of tired of these guys who really benefited from rules changes, um, thinking that they're worth $50 million, 10 years into their Career. I'd like
3: to see the money be equivalent with championships and, and, and things instead of scoring titles and, <laughs> and individual achievements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the league itself should take a step back and look at that and say, Hey, how can we direct this more to be a, um, you know, a team game again, which basketball has seemed to have shied away from, um, and not such an individual sport and about the, uh, individual
2: accomplishments and and here's the real shame is that midway through the season because the nba is doing their 75th anniversary and they do their top 75 players and like it or not clay thompson was left off and so they did this whole thing where it's kind of funny where he wore like number 76 on a jersey and stuff and i'm willing to bet james harden and russell westbrook are in the top 75 and that's fine yeah but somebody like clay thompson who is a good team player who has helped contribute to championships that steph wouldn't have been able to get on his own are, are not in the top 75 so it's a little bit of a, a a duality within the nba of there are players that are great stat makers and then there are players that help win championships exactly i I'd, I'd, I'd like to see the league as a whole like i said like john said there that'd be great get back to let's
3: get back to uh You know, Michael Jordan was the greatest player because of how many championships he won. He wasn't the greatest player because he was the best player in the league that year. There was a lot of great, great players in the league that year. I mean, you can look at Charles Barkley, for example. You know, I mean, some
0: of these, they just need to get back to being a team sport again well this should help some good old-fashioned nepotism uh Shaq's kid gets a token workout with the LA Lakers I pulled up the article just to see what was going on with that because I didn't recall hearing about Sharif O'Neal during the tournament and he was averaging what Chris 2.1 points and 2.9 rebounds or the other way around we don't need to look it up we'll burn through one other basketball I just want to
2: pause I just want to pause and say that to, to anybody who who hasn't doesn't know anything more about Shaq than an NBA player. He is one of the greatest Americans that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just, he is a great he, dude. He is just a great American. Just Google him and everything that he's done and like the way he treats people, the businesses he runs, things oh, like that. Oh, he's
0: amazing. He's yeah. also DJ Shaq Diesel in his free yeah. time. So yeah, he's an impressive I mean, guy. He's also Shazam. He was once a genie. I mean, really, younger kids, read up on Shaq. You'll be impressed. Maybe that's a guy
2: who stays busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's the kind of person who makes you feel lazy no matter what you're doing. Um, One other basketball nugget. We got another protest. This is the cool thing to do now. Actually, what we have is a trend. The new thing for abortion activists is to run topless on the court, field, stage, whatever. Now, before you get to typing, I should warn you, don't. WNBA games and a Jewel Osteen service so far this week they've hit. Oh, yeah. He's so- uh. Jewel Olstein or Joel? Osteen. <laughs> Jewel Asco?
2: Jewel? <laughs> are people? Jewel people are straight. from no, 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 Jewel Osco.
3: no. Joel <laughs> the, the wish.com of, uh, Joel Olstein is Jewel. I have. No, no, I think no. I've seen
2: somebody flash somebody else in a Jewel Asco in Chicago <laughs> <laughs> in this. the melon section.
0: This one last night at the New York Liberty game, there were five of them. I mean, all five combined wouldn't make a 10. One had a broken foot. I give her credit. She's a gamer. She had the fucking boot with, like, she had the boot that goes up to your knee on there. At least this one was cleaner. No handcuffs, no super glue. You know, they dragged them out of there. I don't I don't know what they're doing. They're painting themselves clean. Oh, I've been it's to four wild. county fairs and a it's hog calling. Wild. I've never seen anything like that. I'm, I'm good. I regretted searching out the video. So take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Um, Christian Yelich and Mike Trout can't hit. What the hell is that? Trout slump has taken his average from 320 down to 274. He had an 0 for 26 stint. Not only
3: that, the slump took the uh, manager with him. Because yeah, can, Joe Madden. They can Madden. They can my boy Madden. Speaking uh, of witches, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that guy's that guy, a witch. You know, yeah. <laughs> let me tell
3: you, anybody that drives a conversion van is all right by me. But yeah, he, <laughs> that, that move to go out there to Anaheim, it never was quite right. And they had such high expectations. And I'll, quite honestly, I thought I did too. Um, yeah, Trout went in the slump. They started losing. And they can madden out of the deal. And uh yeah, they they're they're in a bad way out there.
2: Gosh, yeah. wouldn't we just love to have Manfred have some sort of intervention and suspend the the Angels for a year and then just let Otani like, like their whole squad, let their whole squad just go to the highest bidder. Just please play somewhere where you can play some October baseball. Please. I want to see a playoff jack from Otani after he throws a two hitter that went seven innings. I want to see that. He is the most amazing player that no one has seen. And, and the
3: thing about it is, is baseball, baseball itself should get behind the fact that that guy needs to go somewhere else. They ought to make it happen. And don't tell me you can't because you've done it before. I mean, if we can ban the 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 dadgum hits leader for life, we can move Otani to the to to my beloved Orioles or uh, somewhere like that, where we can watch him on
0: regular regular TV. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, what is it about that franchise that you can be as good as you want at baseball, nobody
2: cares. <laughs> and it's not going to matter, and you're not going to be any. I don't get it. What it like speaking of witches, is that whole organization just cursed? It makes no sense. They have no right to be that bad. Well, and 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 to put this in a frame of reference here,
3: we're not talking about two players that are are, are good players. We're not talking about two two above average players. We're talking about two players who quite possibly may be the two greatest players ever to play the game. I mean, I mean, honestly, the two greatest, the two best damn players in the history of baseball, the modern day Babe Ruth. All time, mm-hmm. and we can't get them in a time zone where we can see them. Come on, come on. Yeah,
2: what are we yeah. doing? They need to start a new franchise in Vegas and start it with those two. Well,
3: and sh- and shame on Anaheim. Shame on Anaheim for having those two people and not being able to build a squad around them. It's it yeah. it really chaps my ass because those two guys are are once in a generation. Not not my generation three or four generations. I mean, let's talk about how great Babe Ruth was. Nobody on this set, I mean, I'm I'm old, but no none of us ever saw him play.
2: And and I'll be honest, whenever people love to bring up Babe Ruth, I say he didn't even play against black guys. <laughs> like he didn't yeah, play against ha- like half of our nation. <laughs> like he was just playing against white guys. <laughs> I and I can't argue that. That's a gigantic like, asterisk. There was, there was a lot of people that weren't allowed in, in the major leagues that probably could have brought some of those averages down.
3: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, yes. Because of the time. And, time uh, of, and, and he danced with the one he was brought. That wasn't his decision. But on the same token, you know we have two generational talents right now in baseball that no one's ever heard of. No one gets to see. I mean, and, and it's a shame. It's a, it's a damn shame. I don't know how, you know, uh, the MLB needs to needs to get, a, get with the program because they've got to get these guys in the spotlight where they
0: deserve. Christian Yelich in the batting box is a damn shame since mid-May, it looks like. Dude, uh, the 31 games from April 7th to May 11th, he was hitting 259. Yeah, all right. Uh, with a strikeout percentage of 22. Since May 13th, 165. He's hitting in 95 plate appearances and his strikeout percentage has jumped from 22 to 30.5. Just bad. Oh, a sub 500 OPS. What is happening? Is he, was, was he on the, was he on fucking drugs when he was good?
3: This can't be. We're talking about Yellich. We're not talking about the, uh, the other one guy that from the brewers that you guys like to talk about that, that, that was again. on the needle forever.
0: We gave this guy another didn't we just give Yelich another a lifetime contract like we gave Braun? Oh, Braun. Oh man. Braun Braun should be the spokesman for steroids in yeah. every organization. I refuse to believe it. Christian Yelich is pure as the driven snow. You would never. <laughs> well, here's he good news, his batting fans. stance. That's Nothing- why. Nothing. He- Nothing will turn around your uh, slump like a
3: visit from the old coach to Miller Park because I'm sure he'll go yard like three times that day
0: and end up hitting it into my cheese curds. Outstanding. <laughs> and I will have $5 on that happening at 5700 or whatever it is. Yep. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, there's got to be a home game while coach is up here, huh? Nice. Yep. I'm coming. I'm coming. That's to, all. I'm coming to miller park it's am fam field That's what I it guess, should be called
3: i mean the, fa- the fact they changed the name is bullshit in itself i'll never call it that i'll never call i'm not calling him dad i'm never <laughs> calling him dad
0: nope <laughs> can't <make me. laughs> you can't make me i'm gonna call it miller park till i die yep we're getting it's getting late early boys let's talk some golf quick phil is playing like shit in the live he's like four over uh Dustin Johnson, I guess is doing pretty good. I haven't really checked you guys watched some of it. Somebody said
2: they watched a bunch of it. Who was it I was that? watching it this morning i i I'll be honest, it's gonna take some getting used to and and I didn't really like it. Not that I won't, but I'm used to golf being very slow. Jim Nance almost like n p r uh where he's whispering what's going on, and you know then you turn on live and it almost looks like. Like a gambling machine in comparison where there's all these logos, teams, players, and, and it does make sense, but they flip back and forth so much that it 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 was a little bit of sensory overload. Uh I don't know the guy who's leading now. Um a lot of the players I didn't know, but Phil didn't look so hot out there. Um the overall Feel it like I I I guess I didn't take in much from it from the hour or so that I watched it it was just a lot of information McElroy's doing well in the in the PGA and I don't know what the hell's going on in the live but after a couple times watching the live I'm sure I'll be able to pick it up it's just a lot to look at
0: is this like when you tried to watch fan-controlled football and you were overwhelmed
2: yeah. I'm an introvert. So when it's like lights flashing, like I don't do well at casinos with pulling levers and stuff. It's just like, give me the hell out of here. I'm going to have an aneurysm. So when I'm watching the live and, and even that's pretty subdued, but just to watch golf and then see the graphics change and the teams and, and all that it's, it's very confusing to me. And I even confuse it with what's going on in the PGA, which is Rory McIlroy actually playing well.
3: It sounds a lot like John that they took the, uh, they took golf and decided to spice it up for the youths of today. And uh, you know, every time they try to do that with baseball, it really pisses me off. But um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to take away the the spotlight from it. I just, I'm glad that someone's competing with the PGA. I I may not like it, but I'm glad that the PGA finally got it, got somebody that stood up to them and said, "We're we're going to compete too." Because I think they've had a monopoly for far too long. And I think there are a bunch of
0: crotchety old people,
3: and that's hard for me to say because I'm kind of a
0: crotchety old guy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got to allow it's, some innovation.
2: It's going to get awkward, that's for sure. And, yes. and I'm sure our friends on the Plus Money Golf Podcast are talking about it. But just as a as a casual fan, I see this as being um, the PGA Tour being a little bit bitter. And automatically banning everybody who goes to the live. Is that really what you want? You really don't want Phil Mickelson and, and DJ and now Bryson DeChambeau going and playing in, in majors. Um, and to take it one step further, DeChambeau lost his Citibank sponsorship. And and now we're getting judgmental, which is a whole separate conversation. But it just seems a little bit like it's getting a little bit overblown. And we well, was- just need to take a deep breath.
3: That was the part that was the part like you're saying that really I couldn't believe was when the PGA started going, well, we're we're going to ban these people for doing that. And I thought, you know, I thought about that for a while and I thought, OK, well, that's bold strategy, Cotton, because now you've just drawn your line in the sand and you've become the the, the guy on the lawn yelling at kids going by. What, what would have been a different deal if they would have taken a different take on that and said, you know what? Go play over there. Go play over here. We're the better of the two. And and just went that route. I think I could have got behind that. But when they said, "Yeah, we're going to start banning these people because they are playing for our rival," I I just that that went all over me. And then and then it was the big topic last week or or earlier this week was, well, is so and so going to be able to is going to be able to play in the U.S. Open? Well, I mean, the last time I checked, the U.S. Open is the U.S. Open for a reason, open. even though mm-hmm. it's a sanction event but it's, it's an open tournament i mean mm-hmm. i think uh, anybody that watched the you know, watch 10 cup will tell you it's the most
0: democratic tournament that they have <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, you know, speaking I don't of know. u.s open coverage uh some are expecting that to be just a bunch of slander um on the live tour during the broadcast jim nance called it a betrayal uh he had some other choice words He's obviously going to be very loyal to the PGA. Somebody who has lined his pockets with <laughs> many, many bills. Uh, but yeah, like you say, this is going to get ugly and quite interesting. The Saudis' money is infinite over there, so it's nothing for them to throw forty million at this guy and fifty million at this guy. I if somebody Adam was saying if somebody shoots a fifty four, they're going to get fifty four million dollars yeah they're this j- they're- this would be a great
3: topic to bring in one of the plus money guys on because I'd love to hear their take on it they're a little bit closer to that fire than Ooh, than any of us a crossover um, episode that that might be something that we we can look into going forward because those guys i'm sure they have a lot of really uh inside opinions on that um i'd I'd love to hear their take on it and i mean i I definitely will be listening to that podcast for for the to get their uh to see how they feel that out um it just seems to me like a big cat fight from where i sit but i don't watch and and i think
2: and i think at the end of this we're going to realize that golfers are actually being underpaid because they were working for a monopoly
0: all right yeah i like that i
3: like that take
0: if this is what the market says they can make you know
3: yeah big brother had his hand in the pot and investigated it, and found that he did nothing wrong.
0: (laughs) 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 Yep. Exactly. Seen it a million times. What else we got here? What's next? Oh, uh, we got just in time for summer, 12-foot-long great white shark spotted off New Jersey shore. Good shark story. Yep. A fisherman captured a very clear video. It's like about a 12-foot-long great white shark. That's not what you want. A thousand pound great white shark named Ironbound recently pinged off New Jersey as it roams the East Coast. <laughs> Osearch, which tracks several tagged sharks, reported the shark off New Jersey. Hey. Yikes. I can tell it- you that's not
3: the first one that they pinged off the coast because as I was preparing to go to Florida, I uh, would w- would look at that almost daily. And 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 I would send those to my various family member who, they they've decided they didn't like that very much, and I was <laughs> told that probably wasn't the nice thing to do. But uh, apparently, it's pretty cool that they can they can ping those at different spots wow. anytime they
0: they surface. They can they they it pings them. So then you would know you can tell me if these numbers are real because they can't be. While Ironbound might sound like a big shark, O Search tagged and followed a sixteen foot. 3,456 pound female great white named Mary Lee from 2012 to 2017 up and down the east coast they get 3,500 pounds well I mean it's deceiving it's deceiving Eric and here's
3: why like a manatee can get up to 3,500 pounds too and you see them on TV or you see them in pictures and you think ah it's a sea cow it's not that big when you actually see one up close you're like Damn, that's a big, big, big <laughs> fish. And so, um, you know, if a manatee can get that big, pretty sure a shark could get that big too. I mean, they're they're just they're just massive animals. You know, when you look up on the food chain, they're they're at the top of the pecking order. So there's not a whole lot of things knocking them off, keeping them from getting that big. You know, it's pretty much uh, eat as much as you want. It's it's kind of like me at the uh, buffet. You know, you can hit it all you want. So you get so big, you can't fit into your clothes anymore. And then you have to go somewhere else. So there you go. Oh, Here's weird. my take on sharks. <laughs> I like it.
0: It's not terrible. We're at an hour and three minutes. All I got left is the two guys trapped in the chocolate vat and the Geico STD story.
3: Hey, let's talk about that Geico deal. That was, that was white hot.
0: I didn't get this.
3: Yeah. You're going to love this, John. This is right up your alley.
0: A $5.3 million <laughs> <laughs> claim. Somebody acquired an STD and it was covered under an umbrella policy. Young lady acquires it and
3: uh, acquires an an STD and then sues her, was it ex-husband or ex-boyfriend's insurance company because she, um, acquired the STD in his car. So she sues the car insurance and wins 5.3 mil (laughs) only in America. God bless America.
0: The Missouri Court of <laughs> Appeals is siding with a woman who won a 5.2 million dollar award against Geico in a case that centers on a unique auto injury claim. The woman says she contracted a sexually transmitted disease in a Hyundai sedan <laughs> whose owner was insured by Geico. Well, that's what you get. Don't mess with, a Genesis A Friday night in a Genesis, and this is what we end up with. She (laughs) thought he had the Genesis XT, but he had the Genesis (laughs) HPV,
2: and (laughs) got him. (laughs)
3: <laughs> ed thanks for coming guys <laughs> tip your waitresses and
0: bartenders on your way out
2: Wow! Oh, so says
0: the company oh. is obligated to compensate for concha oh did you guys think that the person who wrote the article brought thought that up because they did not
2: <laughs> no we yeah <laughs> no, we got that,
3: it <laughs> that's a psr original right there <laughs>
0: Missouri says the company is obligated to compensate for her contracting HPV from its owner in the vehicle, citing medical expenses and her pain and suffering. This is covered under the umbrella of- <laughs> umbrella what umbrella. I need Look, to start looking at these umbrella. Have you guys things. never looked at your
3: insurance policy. I guess yes. I haven't. I no. guess I have. But but I assure you, I will from now on. <laughs> All right, can I get what the What the fuck kind of word
4: <laughs> solid Jeez, mental gymnastics did that fucking lawyer do to get this? I don't, uh,
0: man. Johnny Cochran is. stuff. They <laughs> say Geico acted in bad faith by refusing to defend the man who owns the car. Despite multiple requests, he was asking for Geico to send him a lawyer. Despite multiple requests and by refusing to settle her claim, she says the man, quote, was insured against his personal liability arising from his negligence in actions involving his automobile. That's the word salad. He used his car to do this thing and this resulted of it. How dare he? Wow. Wow. I mean, what's more impressive, her getting this settlement out of Geico or him convincing a woman to sleep with him in a Hyundai Genesis? Well, and 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 I just would like to hear the recorded
3: call of uh, him calling Geico, asking for the attorney. Uh,
0: so here's the
3: situation: i uh, you got to send me somebody to defend me because you know, look things got a little hairy the other night, and now all of a sudden I'm on the business end of a uh, lawsuit because this lady caught the craps. <laughs> she says I got the Michael Douglas vagina throat cancer. <laughs> well, and then and then. I mean, is that like a uh? hold, please? I've got to t- talk to my manager. Is that like a F9? I'm going to read you what's, what the response is? What's How's the code? Is that, mean, for that sh- the Geico office? <laughs> that goes straight to Jake.
2: We got, yeah. <laughs> <That> we <laughs> goes.
0: Jake in the khakis down here to answer that one. What's the billing code for something like that in HPV? Yeah. Uh,
3: corporate sponsors. Knock on uh, our door.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why, you know, my Geico went way up all of a sudden they wanted like over a hundred dollars a month well over a hundred dollars
3: oh. it wasn't and the then, little
0: lizard renegotiating yep No, <laughs> i went this. to that crazy lady Flo. she's hooking me up
2: i mean what's there even to say about this There's, Like, i mean
0: it's it's wild that's the world we live in nothing is your fault can we finally
3: move on from the hot coffee and the mcdonald's lady well i was just fixing to say this is this is eerily similar to the, the coffee being hot, and I spilled it on me and burnt myself. Yep, similar region, the whole deal. I just don't understand how any judge in the land sees that and goes, that's a bad precedence.
2: Yeah, because this uh, does this open up the door?
3: Oh, it's Pandora's box.
4: Fucking worms, snakes, it's all coming out. They're popping out, pop, like fucking clowns. I have a
3: fucking Volkswagen. <laughs> I just don't, I mean, I I... Anything that happens in your car now, insurance companies are going to be on the hook for. I mean, insurance
0: is already high enough,
3: but. Whatever.
0: There are some insurance agents and executives who are freaking out about this, I'm sure. They should be.
2: Yeah. Does it apply to Ubers? Is the, the million dollar question. Exactly. If you get HPV in an Uber, yeah. Yeah. who do you sue? <laughs> because that's happening right now. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, it's I would say right over now. under on that is. 350 people in America are getting HPV in an Uber. <laughs> yeah.
0: As we speak. Wow.
2: I've never <laughs> taken
3: one of those again.
0: Oh, see, I told you guys the late night show was going to be good. <laughs> all right. All right. It's bedtime. Thank you, everyone, for listening. There are more and more of you all the time, and for that, we are very grateful. If you enjoy this show, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, whatever platform you're getting us on. Everything is interaction-based. That's how you climb these charts and get noticed. It helps a ton if you write some words in there. We're like kids. Any attention is good attention. You can say whatever you want. I feel like that host guy has learned to truly listen, I bet his chakras are aligned perfectly, or give us your prediction for the twenty twenty three Russell Westbrook. It doesn't matter what you type as long as the little algorithm bots come by tonight and see some text in there. It's all positive for us. You can follow us at Patriot's Pod on Twitter, Patriot sports now on the Instagram, and Patriot sports on Facebook. Don't forget to check out our golf podcast. Plus Muddy Golf and follow those guys over at PSR Golf. And we're going to have to get Adam or Smitty over here on the Patriot Sports Radio to teach us about the Live Tour. You can follow producer Chris over on Twitter and Instagram at PSR Producer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PSR Host Guy. John is too cool for social media. He's got the Serpent Rose thing going on. I mean, he you can't handle his takes. And coach is too set in his ways to learn a platform other than Facebook, so that just is what it is. Till next time, be good to each other. Don't don't punch anybody in the face. Chris, kick that outro music.